What's up, guys? Welcome to the Man Solution Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Miranda, a.k.a. Man of Men. On this podcast, we discuss various topics related to self-improvement, breaking bad habits, and ultimately overcoming generational curses. So if you're a man that's struggling to become the best version of yourself, this podcast is for you. Now, we appreciate your support. So don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to really help get our message out there. But let's dive in. Now, this is episode seven. And today we are talking about masculinity. I know that toxic masculinity, that, that, that construct that doesn't exist and that's so oppressive, right? That's what we're talking about today. Now, I want to start by um, addressing the masculinity is a construct idea first. And I know we hear a lot of that. And really the only reason that that's even spread around is because masculinity is the antithesis of what modern culture is governed by. Modern culture is governed by the dark feminine energy. It's governed by um, a lack of masculinity. So, you know, the powers that be, the 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 ones who really, you know, steer the culture today, they don't want any more masculine men to be running around, right? Because masculine men are a threat. Masculine men are are strong and powerful. They're they're decisive. They're leaders, right? And that's what we don't have today. We don't have a lot of those men around today. So the it, it's easy to just call masculinity a construct because then it's it's their way of disarming that idea and making it not real, you know. So, um, here's the thing: <clears throat> is masculinity a construct? Um, it depends what you mean by construct. Do you mean it was constructed by the human mind? Then yes, it's a construct. the The idea that masculinity is a construct is also a construct. So logically, I don't see the argument there. Because here's the thing. Yes, we may have, we may use words and language now to describe certain things in our society. But let's imagine, and, and I understand that language sometimes, especially today, can be used in ways to manipulate and to control, right? Language is powerful. Uh, that's why uh, silencing people is a thing, right? That's why suppression and censorship is a thing because people understand how powerful language and communication is. They understand how powerful the communication of ideas can be. So understanding that, I want you all to think about, you know, what if we didn't have language? What if the human race was mute. We couldn't speak. There was no way to communicate an idea to someone else with words, right? There was no, there was no such thing as words. We couldn't even write them down. Let's say that didn't exist. Well, here's the thing. If we can't talk, I'm pretty sure we can still 
witness another man being masculine, we would still know what that looks like. Right? If we see a man exemplifying strength, courage, right? If we see a man doing difficult things to challenge himself and abstaining from pleasure, we, if we see that, even without words, we can identify it inside of our mind. We can, we can recognize the action taking place. And even in our mind, we can recognize that that's something that's masculine. So without words, if words don't exist, I'd still be able to identify the fact that something does exist, that something is present inside of our society. The same way I'd be able to identify a woman being feminine. Without words, I can, I can see her play that out. I can see her act out femininity. Right? It's, it's not the, the words that we're using to describe masculinity that disarm it or, or make it in, in, invaluable because it's been constructed by the human mind. We use language to describe things in this world because that's how we navigate the world. The, the, the human race, we live off of stories. We communicate and build societies off of stories. The way we tell stories is through words, language, and communication. So at one point, we had sat down and someone decided that we would call strength, strength. And we would call uh, discipline, discipline, right? These Discipline existed before words existed. Strength existed before words existed. It was real. These are masculine traits, so they're real. They exist. It's not just a construct just because we named it something. Now, does masculinity look different in other areas around the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. That culture dictates a lot of what masculinity looks like. And culture around the world in different societies looks a lot different. In some societies around the world, men aren't necessarily masculine in terms of what we as uh, the, the Western civilization terms as masculine, right? Some, some societies, um, the, the genders, man and, and woman, the, the energy that they adopt is usually pretty balanced. You know, it's pretty even or neutral. No, not one, no one's really masculine or feminine. Some of them, some of them are neutral. In some societies, the women really lead and make decisions and, and do all the hard things. And the men are kind of just, they just kind of sit back and indulge in pleasure, right? But I think what we see in today's society is that, especially in Western civilization, it seems to be that generally speaking, a masculine man is going to turn out a lot more successful, happy, fulfilled, and healthy than a feminine man. Now, um, of course there's outliers. I'm not saying there's not exceptions, right? That'd be foolish to say there's always exceptions. There's always this one person that someone knows that doesn't fit the bill. I get it. What I'm saying is generally speaking, meaning if we, if we look at a room of a hundred people, most of those people, meaning 
51, 51%, which is most majority, this would apply. So um, generally speaking, when we look at the difference between masculinity and femininity, there are specific traits, and I'm going to dive into that here. There are specific traits that make these essences different. And that's what this is. Masculinity and femininity, they're, they're an essence. It's, it's an energy that your, your soul adopts and carries out, right? It's, it's the way, um, it's the driving force behind your soul. And it's ingrained inside of you. Now, can they be nurtured? Of course, anything can be nurtured. And just how they can, these energy sources can be nurtured, they can also be damaged and diminished, which would have a diminishing return. And it's that very instance that has a lot of broken men and women out here who are behaving in a very irrational way. And that's when we start using these words like toxic masculinity toxic femininity when what it is it's actually just this individual who has the potential to be masculine in a good way but they are broken right and a lot of that ties into fatherless homes that we talked about prior right men need a male role model in the home to teach them and be the example of what healthy masculine look like energy looks like so I want to share my screen here and walk through a, a few things. Now, I want to show you something and, 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 you know, you guys can kind of work through what your thoughts are. So I have a few adjectives really highlighting some of the differences between uh, masculine and feminine. And, you know, I, I'm not going to label them yet. If you're watching, uh, I want you to look on the screen. And when I start listing these out, ask yourself, is this masculine or is this feminine? So let's work through some of these here. Strong, controlled, and focused. What would you say that is? Is that masculine or feminine? Powerful, centered, purpose-driven. Loves a challenge or competition. Single task oriented, problem solver. Wants freedom and release. Makes big things small, forgets. Needs admiration and appreciation. Wants to be needed and respected. What do you guys think? Are these masculine traits? Or are these feminine traits? What would you say? Intimacy killer. Being criticized, controlled, or shut out. Does this sound like masculine to you guys or is this feminine? What do y'all think? Let's look at this next list here. Free-flowing, open, and radiant. Wild, destructive, emotion-driven. Seeks and gives love. Multitasker, 
diffused awareness, wants to fill up and gather, wants to talk, wants to vent, makes small things big and remembers, needs reassurance and attention. They want trust, connection, and praise. An intimacy killer is feeling unseen, unsafe, or misunderstood. What do you think? Which category is masculine and which is feminine? I think it's pretty obvious, right? Left side's masculine, right side's feminine, right? So what we see here is that these traits, while they seem like opposites, I don't like using that word. I think a better word is complementary. These traits are complementary to each other and they balance each other out, right? This is yin, this is yang. Right? We need both in society in a healthy way to create balance and harmony. This is why it is my, it is my firm belief that a lot of the chaos today in this world, a lot of the brokenness and pain and hurt and turmoil, a lot of the tyranny and destruction, a lot of this can be solved if we fix the relationship between man and woman and we get men being governed by their masculine again, and we get women to be governed by their femininity again, because man and woman are at the root of all life, right? Takes a man, takes a woman to, um, create life. And yeah, we have a bunch of scientific ways to do that now. Right. But generally speaking again, so if we heal man and woman, if we get men being governed by their masculine, if we get women being governed by their feminine, and they work together with these balancing traits, they balance each other out. Now we create a healthy home and environment and relationship to bring a child into. A child grows up in this healthy environment and relationship. There's a less likelihood that this child grows up with tremendous trauma. Now it's our children that are growing up through tremendous trauma that end up acting this out in different ways in society, whether that be crime, whether that just be yeah, a victim mindset or just toxic behavior, whatever it is, it can play out in a myriad of different ways. But if we're thinking about odds here, the question becomes, how do I increase the odds that my child has the, you know, the best chance at living a happy and fulfilled life. What are the odds? Like, how do I increase my odds that I myself live a happy and fulfilled life? You see, what, what we see today in society, men are very feminine and women are very masculine and that the polarities have switched. And that's exactly why there's, there's almost, there's a gender battle and I'm not talking about these pronouns that don't exist. I'm talking about I'm specifically talking about men literally at war with women today. 
men are at war with women today. And we see a lot of that. There's, there's turmoil between the sexes. And the honest truth is that it's, it's the man's fault. It's the man's fault because what we see today is that because men have failed to step up to the plate, because men have failed to operate in their masculine, right, and be purpose-driven, and they fail to challenge themselves, they fail to, you know, put themselves in some sort of competition. Because they fail to do these things, they fail to be focused. Instead, they're a bit focused on being open and radiant and wild, destructive and emotion driven. They're multitasking as they're playing all their different games and watching all their different, you know, streams of content. So now what has happened is women are like, okay, I can't rely on a man to protect, provide and preside for me like nature calls me to. So now what? Now I have to do it myself. Now I have to step up to the plate and I have to become this strong, controlled and focused woman. I have to become this powerful, centered, purpose driven woman. So now what we have modern man today, we have a lot of weak feminine men who are chasing after these strong masculine women, mainly looking for a mother. They're looking for a mother to play that role. And a lot of that comes from trauma. A lot of that comes from living in a fatherless homes, our fatherless home. A lot of that comes from trying to look for your mother in the woman that you're dating. All this stems from the swap in polarity here. All this stems from just not understanding the difference between masculine and feminine and not understanding where you stand, right? So I, I want to share this with you guys too, because <clears throat> there's a few more adjectives here, but I think the most important thing that I want to point out is, is the wounded versions of the essences. Now, this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about uh, individuals who are, who grow up in a, a really, you know, toxic household or whatever. And, you know, they went through a lot of trauma, they're broken and they're trying to heal their wounds as they get older. They don't really know how, because they don't have the guidance or understanding or self-awareness to realize that something's wrong in the first place. So instead they act out their essence in a negative way because they are broken. So if we're looking at masculine, some of the wounded masculine traits here, we have perpetrator, we have an abuse of power, dominance, aggression, control, right? Competitive. I, I would actually call this over competitive, uh, confrontational, criticism, abuse, avoidance, unsupportive, unstable. I know for a fact, I've occupied a lot of these traits before, right? And I know, you know, individuals who occupy these traits as well. Some of you men, you, you may still, you sit, you may still resonate with some of these down here. It's because you're wounded, right? You're wounded. You're hurt. You need healing. You need to work on yourself. You need to, your soul needs healing. Your soul is missing what it didn't get as a child. 
right? And because of that, what we see here is most men are governed by these traits down here in the wounded area. So this is the root of where the, the word toxic masculinity comes from. That's why that's so popular because we have a lot of men playing out these traits down here. Right? When instead you could be operating up here, much more neutral or even positive traits. They're still masculine, but they're more positive. Now let's look at the feminine side. Again, we look at wounded feminine. We see a victim, powerless, weakness, manipulation, withholding, neediness, codependency, oversensitivity, over-emotional. Right? I'm sure some of this resonates. So I want you all to think of, if you're a woman and you're, you're listening, I want you to think of a time where you felt really down, low, broken, where you felt like you were at your worst and you felt like you were, you were very ashamed of yourself and how you're acting. And you felt like the world was just out to get you and no one understands you and no one wants to listen and just tired of everyone. I want you to think about that time and ask yourself, were you occupying some of these traits here? Odds are you were. And I want you to think of another time that you were happy, fulfilled, and loving, and your relationships were healthy. And you just felt this sense of joy and radiance that took over your body. And every day you woke up with a smile and you're ready to just live your day in, in joy and peace. And just give love to everyone around you because, because you just act... You know, you're working off of, of gratitude. Think of that time. Were you, were you probably occupying some of these traits here? Pretty sure you were. Now, man, I want you guys to think of the same thing. Think of a time where you were down and out. You were low. You were depressed. You probably were dealing with some sort of addiction. Really angry inside. You felt like no one understands you. You feel like no one cares to understand you, right? Probably in a, in a very unhealthy relationship. Guarantee you are occupying some of these traits down here. And again, think of a time when you were at peace, when you were confident, driven, ambitious. You had so much energy to attack the day. You woke up motivated. You woke, you woke up happy. You woke up and you... You didn't feel shame and guilt from your decisions. Think of the, think of that time. And I guarantee you are occupying these natural masculine traits. Right? So what we see here is we're not, we're me as a man, I'm not all masculine and I'm not all feminine. And even just the masculine side itself, they have a, it has a scale. There's more positive aspects to it and there's more negative aspects to it, right? If I'm not in the right headspace, if my spirit isn't healed, if I'm not, you know, in, in a place where I'm occupied by love and instead I'm occupied by fear and resentment and guilt. And it's the same for the feminine. 
So think about these traits. Think about where you stand, right? What what resonates with you the most? If some of these on the bottom resonate with you, well, that's obviously a red flag, right? That's obviously a signal that things need to be different. It's obviously a signal that something's wrong. You seem to be, I can make the assumption, and I'm sure you can make the assumption too, that you're wounded. Now, the goal here is not to cast judgment. If you are, the goal is to make you guys aware. It's important that we're aware that we may be wounded, that we may be hurt. Because that's the funny thing about being wounded or hurt is that oftentimes it clouds your judgment, the the pain. And because it clouds your judgment, you're not able to accurately assess where you are in life. You're not able to accurately assess who you are and what kind of behavior um, is taking place. So it's important to have these kind of conversations. Now, I think typically men should be governed by their masculine while being influenced by the feminine aspects of themselves. And women should be governed by their feminine and should be influenced by the masculine essence in themselves. Now, you'll hear some people say, like, the the goal should be, like, 50-50, like me as an individual, 50% masculine, 50% feminine. And I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think I should be aiming for more femininity with inside of myself. Being that I'm a man, the femininity that I need in my life is going to come from my woman. That's where the balance comes in, All right? That's where the yin and yang comes in. I don't need to find more feminine energy in myself. As a woman, I don't think you really need to find more masculine energy in yourself. Odds are, if you're a woman today, you're probably pretty masculine. Out of necessity, right? You have to survive. And one one big issue I see with society overall is that if you are a woman who raised a child on your own, what I see a lot of, and of course this is anecdotal, but I gave some stats in the fatherless homes episode as well that kind of points to this. A lot of women end up passing off their pain to their children. And that's rooted in bitterness from the father not being there. So what we have a lot of is wounded boys who don't respect authority because one, their man wasn't there. And because their mom told him that his dad was a piece of shit. Or we have a bunch of wounded feminine women who run around 
screaming how bad they don't need a man because their mom said so. And because they also hold resentment for their father not being there. Now, this is, again, this isn't a, an attempt to blame anyone. It's merely to shed light on a real situation that most people don't like talking about. But unless we talk about these things, and how do we apply solutions? If we don't talk about it, then it just gets swept under the rug and remains to eat away at our society and eat away at our culture and eat away at the dynamic between men and women. And it just ensures that this thing stays there and grows like a cancer and then ensures that we make more wounded boys and wounded girls who just continue to be less than they can. They continue to be less than the best version of themselves because most of them are put in a position to where not only have to heal, but it's like they're, you know, they're almost set off on a bad foot. So, you know, if, if, if we're really going to make some change, if we're really going to work on ourselves, I think it's important that we acknowledge where we are in life. And we, we do a, a very accurate self-assessment of what kind of energies we're adopting, what kind of behaviors we are adopting, and what kind of traits we're adopting as well. Right? Now, I believe that if if we were to get men to focus more on these masculine traits, women will follow suit. Starts with the men. It starts with the men. The call is not for for women to be less masculine. That's it's not going to happen like that. It's not how it works. That's not how society works. Men lead, women follow. If 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 we as as a society expect women, if we as men expect women to be more feminine, we must first be more masculine. Men dictate the direction of society. Why? Because men dictate the direction of culture. And culture is what drives society. So if inside of our culture, here in America, the men are masculine, then what that means is the women will have no choice but to follow suit and be feminine. That's how it works. If it's going to be, it's up to me and it's up to you as men to make that happen. That is the only way. It's actually weak to assume that women should change first, that women should first be more feminine and that women should first be more respectful and loving and nurturing. Now, this, this doesn't mean that they shouldn't be held accountable. They should still be held accountable. And understand, men, that if you're messing around with a woman that's not respectful, loving, and nurturing, she doesn't deserve your time or energy. She's a waste of your time and energy, a huge waste. And those women should be the same way. Listen, it's survival of the fittest, right? So the same way a lot of women, they're just women in general, right? Women 
ideally want to select the best mate. So if there's a man who's unhealthy and irresponsible and immature, right? Still broken, um, doesn't really have any ambitions in life, isn't, isn't respectful and loving, right? Isn't supportive and protective. If, if you're that man, odds are the chances of you procreating, generally speaking, I know there's outliers, generally speaking, women are not going to select you to mate with. They, because genetically, they see no benefit in carrying out their genes with you. Because genetically, you are proving that you are not worth carrying on. You are not worth staying on this planet. That's not me saying you're not worth it. It's just the reality of sexual dynamics in, in genetics and biology, right? So um, <clears throat> so in the same sense where if men are not on their purpose, driven, and they're not able to garner resources and protect, provide, and preside, odds are they do not get to procreate. In the same sense, if a woman's not loving and nurturing, men should not, and respectful and modest, then men should not be choosing them to procreate with. Because understandably, all we're doing when we procreate is we are copying pasting what me and you are into another person. And if we do not like what we are, why are we copying pasting? Why are we making more of what we are? If I'm unhealed, if I'm broken, if I'm poor, if I'm a victim, right? If I'm toxic, whatever it is, why would I make more of that? What sense does it make to make more of that? If you're disrespectful, if you're unloving, if you're vindictive, if you're disloyal and untrustworthy, why would I make more of that? It makes no sense. There's no logic behind that. And it just goes to show the lack of discipline that is occurring. It's a lack of discipline with being able to control your urges, men. That's what it falls down to. And understanding that with masculinity, the easiest way, I say there's two ways. There's two ways to move towards masculinity as a man. One is to run towards pain and suffering, do more difficult things, challenge yourself. That's one. And two, move away from pleasure. Move away from pleasure. Those two, th those two things will build out the foundational understanding of what it takes to be a masculine man. It's, it's, those, are, those are very two easy routes to begin with. Very two easy routes to begin with. It's not complex. Doesn't doesn't like we it doesn't the conversation doesn't need to even go deeper than that. It's quite simple. Do hard things and practice being disciplined and refraining from things that give you pleasure. That will completely change the type of man that you are.
So I recommend there's a few books um, that I recommend. If you haven't read um, The Way of the Superior Man, I recommend it. There's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. There's um, Ryan Mickler has a few books. Uh, read anything by Jocko, David Goggins, um, John Eldridge, Jack Donovan, another great author. Right, these are all great authors. Um, I highly recommend digging into. Um, just to better better familiarize yourself with these kind of ideas and concepts, and you know, because here's the thing: if you're like most men today you didn't grow up with a father in the home. And if you did grow up with a father in the home, he probably wasn't masculine. Generally speaking, that's probably the case today. So these conversations probably weren't had with you. They probably weren't a thing, right? It, and that's what, that's the importance of a father. That's the importance of a strong masculine male role model in the home is that you have someone there to teach you what it means to be a man. You have someone there to set the example. Men need an example because as a young boy, you are a clean slate. You are a clean slate and you have no idea what you're doing or what you should be doing. And you need a man there to show you. You need to be shown the way. So highly recommend digging into some of those books, looking up some of those authors. Um, and I hope some of what we talked about today resonated with you guys. Um, this may be a lesson that I continue diving deeper on because there's a, a few different angles to look at this. There's a few different, um, Essentially, philosophies and constructs I like to break down when we're talking about masculine and feminine. And <clears throat> I think today, this was just really a, a basic, um, you know, basic way to like lay the foundation for what's to come. And we're going to build off these conversations as we go. So it, I hope you guys found value. Um, if you liked it, leave a comment, subscribe. Um, if you found value, share it with someone who you think would find value in it also, right? We really, I, like, I, I really, really appreciate the support from you guys. Um, so yeah, like comment, make sure you're following. If you're listening on, um, on Spotify, subscribe if you're on YouTube and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care guys.